Shaking it up with Sheikh Fayaz, nightly Ramadan reflections. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim, bismillah ar-rahman ar-rahim, wa bihi nasta'in, wa salatu wa salamu ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina Muhammad, wa ala ahla baytah al-tayyibin al-tahirin. The month of Ramadan creates an atmosphere whereby we are seeking to perfect ourselves within all of the wide variety of potentials that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. If perfection is the ultimate objective of our creation and our ultimate goal in terms of being a human being, it means perfection in all of our relationships, perfection in our day-to-day tasks and work and so on and so forth. It means that we're striving for that even if we don't necessarily reach the tangible goals that we are aspiring to reach. At the end of the day, it's about making an effort. It's about striving and taking the steps in the right direction. And hopefully with the help and with the support and with the tawfiq, the divine grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will pull us in the direction in order for us to be successful. And amongst those things which we're seeking to perfect during the month of Ramadan, perhaps more importantly than others, is in regards to one's etiquette, or what is known as good-naturedness. We have numerous verses within the whole Qur'an and traditions of Ahlul Bayt that talk about a phrase known as husnul khuluq. Husnul khuluq is often translated as good-naturedness or virtually positive, beautiful etiquette. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states about the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, إِنَّكَ لَأَلَى خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ that, O Messenger of God, O Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him and his family, you have reached the pinnacle of etiquette. Everyone likes people who are nice. Everyone likes people who are good. Everyone likes people who are sociable. And it's really, really important that during our time in this corporeal existence, that people have a good opinion of us. Not in a way that you want to project yourself differently than what you're supposed to be or what you are, but in a way that you are emanating the positive character traits and qualities that the religion of Islam has deemed as virtuous and has deemed as beautiful. In other words, it's striving in our very best capacity toward resembling our character after the character of the Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wasallam. You see, When people understand religion, oftentimes they limit religion to solely rituals. When you talk about someone being an observant Muslim, or someone who is a believer, someone who is practicing their faith, it means someone who prays, it means someone who fasts during the month of Ramadan. And people, they often judge the barometer of one's success solely by means of religious ritual. And don't get me wrong, ritual is integral and it's super significant, and it's vital toward our growth as a human being. It's a commandment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to pray five times a day, to fast during the month of Ramadan, to perform the Hajj pilgrimage, to pay religious dues, and so on. But in addition to that, what we often neglect is the fact that someone has to act in a way that also resembles that of our Master Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and by extension, his infallible family, the Ahlul Bayt. So it's about striving and taking those next steps that ritual is supposed to transform us 
and allow for us to emphasize the positive values that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has innately instilled within us. The idea that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us so that we are merciful to one another, that we are generous to those who need, that we emanate qualities like that of love, compassion, beauty, justice, so on and so forth. And in modeling our lives after the infallible guides that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed on this earth in order for us to learn and shine some of their light, then and only then we can be the light that our communities need in the midst of all of the darkness. Meaning that when I le learn and when I read about the stories of our messenger, of Ali, of Lady Fatima, of Al-Hassan and Al-Hussein, and peace and blessings be upon the Imams that come from the progeny of Hussein alayhi salam, that what I'm striving to doing is seeking to understand a little bit of their character. You see, the Islamic sciences are often broken up into three very wide frames. Amongst them is jurisprudence, amongst them is theology, and amongst them is ethics. We are really good at focusing on law. You go and you study in the Islamic seminary, and for years upon years, you're studying the laws of prayers, the laws of fasting, the laws of hajj, the laws of contracts, marriage, divorce, so on and so forth, to the extent that so many people, it disseminates to our communities, whereby we think that the only thing that is important is the form of our prayers, and making sure that every single detail of performing the hajj is exactly the way that it should be in terms of resembling the way that the Prophet ﷺ did. And don't get me wrong, all of those things are vital and they are important. But as long as they're not to the neglect or in addition to that, we need to make sure that we're also understanding what our ethical, moral, spiritual responsibilities are. That means being the best person that we can be. Me, myself, I need to be the best leader of my community. I need to be the best husband to my wife. I need to be the best father to my children. I need to be the best child to my parents, so on and so forth. I need to make sure that I'm keeping up with my relationships, with those around me, friends, family, extended family, and beyond. And when you go ahead and you take a look at the number of ahadith and traditions that we have in regards to husnul khuluq, or emanating beautiful qualities and character traits, we see that it requires for us to sometimes go out of our comfort zone and sometimes we just need a little bit of reminder in regards to how we should engage with others. Because again, the religion of Islam is a religion that starts with the heart and emanates outwardly. So our relationships and the way that we speak with one another, the way that we engage with one another, in fact is a realization or bearing the fruit of that which is internal, which emanates externally. Which is why it is said that one day Imam al-Sadiq was asked in regards to the meaning of husnul khuluq or of good-naturedness. To which he responds that good-naturedness, husnul khuluq, means to soften your behavior. It means to purify your words and to meet your brothers with a beautiful face. What does that mean? At the end of the day, it doesn't mean anything extraordinary. It just means doing all of the actions and acting in a certain way that resembles a good, decent human being. It means by behaving in a way in accordance with the way that someone would like to be treated. 
the end of the day, we live in a culture and a society that is so quick to dismiss people, that is so quick to judge people, that is so quick to make a joke that oftentimes might isolate someone over the other. Especially in the world and in the environment of social media that so many of us are engaged in. It's easy to get a lot of likes when you treat someone else poorly. It's easy to get really popular at someone else's detriment. That's not what our religion teaches us. It's about making sure that we are allowing for people to actually find comfort in being in our presence. In another hadith from the Prophet ﷺ, he states, خَيْرُكُمْ مَنْ أَطْأَمَ الطَّعَامُ وَأَفْشَ السَّلَامُ Really beautiful tradition from the Prophet that for those of you who understand the Arabic language, you see sort of its rhyming poetic nature. He states that the best of you, meaning the best of my community, the best of the believers, are those who, number one, they give food to others. They feed others. This could mean by means of our wealth and the charity that we distribute, or it could mean that we feed ourselves within our own families, or that we want to make sure that everyone else is fed before you yourself eat. Or on a more broader scale, it means that someone desires to give out of themselves. The next sort of part of the tradition states that the best of you are amongst those who feed others. And number two, spread peace. And it could be understood as the one who initiates salam, salamu alaykum, a greeting within Islamic tradition, that we know that the one who says salam, the one who initiates the salam, according to a hadith, gets 99 rewards. And the one who responds toward that salam gets one reward, meaning that there's a reward for everyone who greets one another with salam alaykum, but the one who starts it gets the greater reward. Or it could mean on a much broader scale, afshas salam means that one who literally spreads peace, who reconciles between believers when they're getting into an argument, and so on and so forth by doing the small things that can really allow, again, for us to be transformative to others, again, and allow for that light to shine within our own hearts. And the hadith from the Prophet ﷺ concludes, and the best of you are those who are in prayer when everyone else is sleeping. Again, because that's a mode and that's a mechanism, and inshallah we'll talk about that in another episode about how significant that is in transforming these hearts and really allowing for ourselves to be more cognizant of our actions in the daytime when we are awake at night and pleading and prostrating to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is said in another tradition from the Prophet wasallam that husnul khuluq and holding back from harming from others, meaning good-naturedness, and stopping yourself from being disrespectful to someone else in fact, increases one's sustenance. And another hadith from Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib, alayhi salatu wasalam, he states, Fi arzaq. That when someone increases their behavior, their good, positive character traits with others, you'll find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase your wealth. And everyone would benefit from that. At the end of the day, it starts with us realizing that we are on this path towards seeking perfection. And that if we really want to be successful during this month of Ramadan, it's about taking a look internally and being reflective of who we are, where we are, what we need to improve on, as we've mentioned over the last several nights. 
And amongst those aspects of our life that every one of us can certainly improve upon is in regards to our character. Think about the way that we act with others, especially when we're fasting. When someone is fasting, they're hungry, they're tired, they're thirsty. Oftentimes we're sleeping very little. We're working during the day and spending the night in prayers or in worship or in eating or whatever it might be, which often allows for us to treat others poorly while we are fasting. And in one of the du'as of Imam Zain al-Abideen, the du'a that welcomes the month of Ramadan, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by saying, Oh Allah, allow for me to be someone who is cognizant during the daytime. Allow for me to be someone who is merciful to those younger than me and to those older than me. For instance, allow for me to truly keep up with the fast the way that it should be kept during the day. Meaning, I'm fasting not only the fast of the stomach, but that of the tongue and that of the eyes and that of the ears. And during the night, O oh Allah, allow for me to be amongst those who are being observant in prayer, in recitation of the Qur'an, in obedience, in worship, so on and so forth. And the Imam, alayhi salatu wasalam, he continues in this supplication and he says, O oh Allah, so allow for the days of the month of Ramadan to testify on my behalf. In the same way that you allow for the nights during the month of Ramadan to testify in my behalf that I strove and I tried my best toward reaching proximity to you. So we need to make sure that especially during these days that we are working toward cultivating this idea and this sense of good-naturedness when it comes to our behavior. It starts again by knowing who you are, realizing what is it that allows for me to treat others poorly or speak to others poorly? And then start to dig deep down and find those solutions. To find those means to really be amongst those who are treating ourselves well and treating others well. And an advice from one of my teachers and asking how we can really be amongst those who have husnul khuluq and who are emanating good character and qualities. Answer is simple. Drown oneself in du'a and supplication to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ask God to help you. Raise your hands during these days and nights during the holy month of Ramadan. And I speak to myself before anyone else and plead to God that he allows for us to walk in the footsteps and to truly resemble and model the character and etiquette and akhlaq of our messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa wasallam and his family, the Ahlul Bayt. Wa sallallahumma ala sayyidina wa nabiyina Muhammad وعلى أهل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين. Follow Sheikh Fayaz on Twitter and Instagram at Fayaz Jaffer and look out for him on Facebook.